Hey there, it's James. Yes, that James that you're about to listen to for about 30 minutes. I want to take a few seconds before the show starts to tell you about my brand new podcast network, soundbite.fm. It's soundbite.fm. It has a whole bunch of great shows, including this one that you're listening to, and I wanted to tell you about two brand new shows that just launched. The first one is The V-Spot. It's a vegan podcast featuring Danny and Kat. They're absolutely amazing. They talk about all sorts of things in the vegan world, sometimes relevant, sometimes not. They're amazing to listen to. And one that just launched this week, Trinspo. That's Travel Inspiration. It's a weekly travel podcast with a mission to inspire travel via storytelling. Instead of focusing on travel tips or sites, they focus on travel stories each week. It brings joy when you listen to this podcast, and I know that you're going to absolutely love it. You can find the V-Spot at thevspot.fm and Trinspo at trinspo.com or in the show notes below. Now enjoy the show. But Danny. Were you waiting for me to say something first? Yeah, because, you know, I always open the podcast and I don't want to open the podcast because it's lucky number 50. Is it really? It is. It's our, you know what it is? It's our half a century half a century yeah it's like when you go out for a bike ride and you think i'm gonna go do a century today and then you get halfway through and you're like nope not today i'm gonna grab a coffee time coffee time today's our bon jovi we are (laughs) we're halfway there living on a prayer Um, bring me back wow we've done 50 episodes and and we still don't know why we're doing this so that just if, if there's any if there's ever a good sign of a podcast or a sign of a good podcast, it's 50 episodes deep and you still can't pinpoint what they're talking about. 50 shades of nonsense. That's what's happening. 50, 50 shades of nonsense. <laughs> That's a great episode name. 50 shades of nonsense. I think that is what we're doing. Well, I'm, I'm, I still enjoy our podcast as much as anything. It's my weekly therapy and um, thanks, for, thanks for doing this with me. You know, when I called you on a crazy whim... And and uh, was just leaving my kids alone to watch a movie in the living room, not a care in the world. I wasn't sure how you were going to react to my idea. But not only were you on board, you've literally made it happen. All I did was have an idea we should do a podcast. And you've actually done, you know, I would say 99% of the work. So <laughs> I'm, all I'm in. so glad we do this. And thank you. I'm all in all the time. You know, it was People don't, if they haven't gone back to listen to episode one, because we, we, you know, I'm assuming that we've gained some new listeners over the year that we've been doing this. You and, would assume, <laughs> but careful about assumptions, but yes, okay. That's true. And yeah, it was, it was really crazy. You know, we, you called me out of the blue and you said, I miss you and I just need you more in my life. And I was like, you know what? I do need you more in my life, Danny. And you, you thought about it for a second. Oh and, yeah, I mean, obviously. You know, because you're not, you know, hey, you're not silly, but. But it happened. And in fact, it's funny. I'm reading right now two notes. I was on chess.com. Go figure. And people can leave notes. I didn't even know this was a feature until I saw it right now. And and, uh, Quick Pull, just a a month or so ago, because I didn't read this, he goes, been enjoying Coffeehouse Blunders a lot. I love it. JM Dutch says, hey, James, love Blunders. I heard you uh, called out. Keep up the great podcast. Yeah, just right right on my notes. Right well, and, and they've probably been waiting for you to give them a shout out, and and now they've got it. Now they've got their love based on giving you that note. Yeah, shout out to Diamond Member, JM Dutch. We love that. What's the star? What's a star? Is that a premium? That's or? a gold member. Gold member. Shout out to Gold Member. Quick pull. It's got a cool avatar. We, 
It's like a little monster. We also love gold members. Yeah. We love we love all members, um, but obviously we love we love premium members. We love that support, and uh, I uh, I think that's awesome that they reach out to you directly because I I always wonder like how many how many people in the chess community that have come to the podcast um, through whatever because they you know accidentally ran into me on the internet, which I get. Are, are becoming lifelong James Montemagno fans. And I would say the number is probably 110% of them. I can only hope so. I can so, only hope and imagine that they are falling in love with me just like you fall in love with me and I fall in love with you. Yeah. And, uh, you're, you're, an, you're an easy guy to fall in love with, you know? Um, but wow, that was, that was, you hit me over the head with that. I can't believe I forgot it was our 50th episode. I, I had something to talk about, but once again, you knocked my mind loose and, you know, it wasn't just Shiloh. It was something more important than Shia LaBeouf. Um, but um, but it'll, it'll either come back to me or it won't. Here's two things for you. Ready? Uh, first off, um, you know, Baby Bear over here may have dropped something at USPS today. So just letting you know, a little, okay. little, little treat. A little treat for Papa Bear. A little something, something. But you know what I figured is episode 50, just on the spot, I think we should do like a little contest a little something you know to really to really kind of you know you know have people show us our love and we'll show them our love and i have a prize pack of of our podcast network soundbite bunch of goodies it's got some it's gonna have some local seattle coffee it's gonna have all the things that james and danny love it's gonna have some memorabilia it's gonna have probably a platinum diamond membership uh most likely to chess.com absolutely it will in fact in fact, it's going to have a little more than that too. You and I—I I don't even want to say it on the air, so we'll talk about it off the air. A little, some, some, surprise chess.com goodies. Mm-hmm. And all you got to do is go to blunders.fm, and in the show notes, there's going to be a description of what you have to do. It's just kind of like very simple stuff, like follow us and tweet out your favorite episode with hashtag Coffeehouse Blunders. That's it. Just tweet out your favorite That's episode it. into the world of the ether on Twitter, on Facebook. Um, Actually, just on Twitter, only to be Twitter. Clear. That's only one if I have. So to be clear, I'm not eligible, right? No. Okay, just I, you know, hey, just doing my due diligence here. No, for the you already have my, you already have my undying love and affection. What more do you need, Danny? I, I don't need anything. I just, you know, when you started talking about Seattle coffee and 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 tweeting, I mean, I, I I'll tweet right now. Like I'm like a I'm a tweet. Mime. Do mimes do what the, you tell them to do? Jester. Jester. I'm a tweet jester. jester. You know, this is the podcast yeah. that spawned Carl Magnuson, the actual That is true. Twitter <laughs> we gave birth to a Twitter character. We did. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of us. You know, Danny, I am proud of us. That's that's, that's one thing I'm 100% sure of after doing 50 episodes with you. Yep. I'm, I feel the same way. And I, you know, I, uh, hmm. You know, I I don't leave every episode we have wondering if something I just said is going to come back to haunt me. Only some, like one in every five. Um, you know, I leave every episode feeling better about life. So I don't even know where we're going with this. I'm just still, I'm just chatting away here. We had, I had a good week this week, if you're curious. I'm always curious. What happened? What's the, what's the Danny, Danny Wrench life? What's happening? Oh, actually, I don't even know if I had a good week or a bad <laughs> week. I've kind of lost. I, I don't even know how to apply that sort of post-week evaluation, but I will say that had a busy week. That's like mm. a, that's a fair one. And uh, we've had a lot going on with um, in the old family life. Uh, so it's been, it's been great. The kids are... Busy. Talia told all of her older siblings to 
shut up today. Nice. I like that. So she's like, stop morning, it. So I'm gonna she said, no guys, things shut you. up. <laughs> no yeah, she, she's a two years old and she said, no guys, shut up. So where she Firm. gets that from, I don't know. I've Who knows? clearly never, ever said that before. Um, and, you know, I'm blaming her siblings because like any healthy parenting dynamic, you you set your kids up against each other and make sure that you're perfect. Um, you know, that's that's just that's just healthy. How yeah. does that work in the ranch household? You know, because there's a lot of human beings in the household. And how do you manage there's a, it? There's a lot of them. What's the threshold of that is okay to say that is not okay? And then where does the hammer drop or where does the pawn well, drop down and make does the e, pawn, E4 move yeah, off the bat? Where does the pawn promote? <laughs> yeah, as they say. Go. Yeah. Where, <laughs> where does the pawn the, promote? Uh, it's um, well, first of all, you're, you're absolutely right. And you know, my house, I live in the same house that you've, you know, you've, you've been to and we've, you know, it's, it's not a big house and you know, it's, it's 1800 like plus square feet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for six people and the boys share a room, the girls share a room, me and Shauna have a room. That's it. And the kitchen, if you remember, I don't know if you remember the dynamics of the kitchen. We had, we had a few, uh, we enjoyed ourselves a few scotches that night over the games we were playing. We played Do you Art remember the kitchen? We played Art and Medes and remember I remember the kitchen. The kitchen? How it's like this, mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, Archimedes, that's what we played. Mm-hmm. So it's like this narrow hallway. So usually... If you're talking like when do the tempers rise and when do the gloves almost come off between Shauna and the kids and even me and the kids, usually those interactions take place somewhere in the kitchen. Okay. The kids are all looking in the fridge at once while she's trying to make dinner or everyone's crowding around because there's just not a lot of mobility in our kitchen. There's not a lot of a space. Add that to the fact that Talia somehow takes up more space than every other human being in the house, even though she's a fourth, you know a fourth of hazel size even, you know, one-tenth my size. And so that's usually where it goes down. As far as, like, where we draw the line with – we don't draw the line with roughhousing, you know, even though it sounds like elephants when the boys are upstairs just pounding away. Pretty much once you hear tears, that's it. Both of them are in trouble. They understand that they're both in trouble. I don't even really want to hear the story. That's just it. As far as, you know, language goes – like Hazel doesn't really use bad language, although she did one time drop an S bomb and she's six. And that's because <laughs> it was in a song. Oh. It was in a song that she was listening to. And we had to talk to her how that wasn't gonna be cool. Um The boys, I don't I wonder what their potty mouths are when I'm not around. They don't really, you know, they don't really push the envelope with me, but I think that Shauna and I are not the type of parents who I have cursed in front of my kids. I've used, you know, I, I've said curse words in front of my kids, and so has Shauna. It's not something we do very often at all, but it's also like it's not the kind of household where we just like where we're where we're really gonna be super over the top. I like to subscribe to the fact that it's more it's more the energy behind what you've said than it is what you're actually saying. Mm. So we shouldn't just use curse words like sailors as adjectives or as adverbs. But if somebody says a curse word in a moment that sometimes, okay, like if my kids said a curse word with a ton of negative energy behind it, I would be more worried about what they were upset about than I am that they dropped a curse word. Does that make sense? Yeah, so it's almost as if it's the tone of how it's being said. Right. That makes sense. Because you can, we were literally just talking about this, one of our friends that will go unnamed. We were out uh, on Sunday at brunch. And uh, we were getting ready to see Ready Player One, 
well, which we went and saw. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about that. In you mean a you mean go go player seven? Go player uh-huh. seven. Um, right. <laughs> go <laughs> player seven. I, I can't. I want to hear the review of this, by the way. But let's go with this story first. And uh, so H H Town and I, we were talking about our friend. We'll just call we'll just call him Mitch, and. Just okay. not his name. <laughs> this is great. Not his name at all. But whoever Mitch is, like whoever knows that they are Mitch, is forever going to be known as Mitch in my eyes, and I cannot wait to meet this person. So sorry. Go ahead. So let's just call him Mitch. And how how Mitch presents himself? He's a nice guy, but how he uses words is in such a he's always like agitated, which means that everything that comes out of his mouth is in a really negative, harsh tone. So he could be like, oh, right. we're going out later. But you're like, oh, I thought I was going to go home and go to sleep. No, he goes, what? I can't believe I was going to go home and go to sleep. But like, Mitch, are you joking? Are you not joking? Right. Like, I, I love you, bro. <laughs> What's going on? I love you, bro. But are you mad at everybody? Did I do something wrong to you? Or are you just right. joking? And then you find out, no. Yeah. Right. You just don't know. Well, that's what, well, do you know? I mean, what's the deal? Is most of the time, is he, is he joking or I don't, I don't not? Know. I don't know, Shia LaBeouf. Okay, <laughs> so we're Shia LaBeoufing this yeah. right now. We, we don't know. Okay, so I see, that's the issue. Yeah, that's the issue. So, I could, so, so yeah, so if little Talia comes off and she's like, hey guys, hey guys, shut, you know, shut your mouth. Like, oh, no big deal, because she's right. so cute. And you're like, whatever, she's like, shut your mouth. And you're like, whoa, hey now. <laughs> well, the thing with Talia is that it's, it is more the latter, though, because she's, but okay, like she, we we were correcting the kids. We're like, everybody out of the kitchen, come on, you guys, let's go. And surely she's heard the word shut up too. And then she goes, yeah, shut up, guys. And like, first of all, as parents, like you look at each other and you just try not to burst out laughing that your little two-year-old, right? I mean, this is nothing more than a random ball of fat, really, that has somehow formed into like human. I mean, she's just a ball of chubby cuteness, right? And she walks around with her belly sticking out and diaper hanging low, you know, like most two-year-olds do. She's barking out orders. Like, you know the little baby from Mm Bebe's Kids? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of how she is, right? And, and, you know, it's just, it's crazy when she, when she puts her older siblings in their place. Um, so, but I like that. I like that, you know, it's usually the opposite, which is the older kids kind of taking control of the situation. But I like that, right. you know, coming as a, the youngest child in the family. I like when the, the younger kid kind of sticks up for themselves right. a little bit. And it's like, Hey, listen, I'm here too. Don't forget about me. Yeah. Like, Hey, remember guys, I'm paying attention so you can shut up. Um, but uh, all right, so let's let's go with uh, Ready Player uh, sixty seven. H- how did how did this movie? I have go? Uh, linked you to my official movie review uh, in Zencaster, okay. <laughs> and I would like for you to decipher it and read this back for the audience. My review of Ready Player One. I, so you're going to tell me a little bit with that emoji, but I think it's a monkey. It's a monkey emoji. Okay, so monkey, right? Mm-hmm. Monkey. Empty square, empty square. <laughs> what are you on right now? <laughs> it's it's a monkey square. and then it's like a little space thing. It's like a little cube. That's popcorn. Popcorn. Okay. okay. Monkey, popcorn, popcorn, big smiley face, eyes with hearts. I mean, smiley face with hearts, like you're in love. Yeah. So do I'm going to give my translation and say that even though you thought 
the depth of the storyline was slightly misplaced and maybe written by monkeys. It's hard to dislike anything when you have two buckets of popcorn. Somehow by the end, you feel like you love the movie. How did I yeah, do? pretty much, pretty much accurate. Yeah? That's about That's right. That's pretty yeah. much mm-hmm. it. I nailed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nailed it. Okay. Yeah, this okay. is my, <laughs> this is my ongoing series of James's movie reviews in under five emojis. Okay, I love it. Five emojis or less. Yeah. So, yeah. So no, it was to, a little backstory here. We've talked about Ready Player One many many right. moons on this right. podcast. And I've already known just from the preview, like I felt about seeing previews for the giver or something like a book you loved and you just know that they are not on a path that's going to leave you feeling fulfilled as someone who loved the book yes this is precisely and i was the most worried that i've ever been going into any movie ever and i've seen every single star wars opening day and (laughs) i was so worried danny i my emotions were tangled and twisted on the inside i didn't know what was going to happen if they were just going to destroy it and my hopes and dreams in this movie and this book that I've just you know loved so much and what does Steven Spielberg have anything to do with this movie? Right. And um, yeah, it was good. It was very good. It was a good, solid flick. Yeah, it was fun. Really? So, so by the end, you... But is that is that the popcorn talking or is that you sort of being just pleasantly surprised that once you settled in and just started chowing on some popcorn, you were like, okay, this is actually not bad. Now, here's what happened. You know uh, that I read the book, and the book yep. came out like six, seven years ago. So Some would I, say the book read you. Some would say the, the book read you, but the, okay. The book, the book read me, and the thing is, it's been a while, so I don't remember every single detail, which I think worked to my advantage, because they took a lot of liberties with the story. I understood the story, and there's a set of challenges that have to go, and they reduced it from like six right. to three, which makes sense. But they did a really great job of explaining this world, where if I had never read the book, or, or H-Town only, only, she only wrote a few chapters of the book, she understood the entire plot, and all of her friends had not read the book at all. But I could tell that some of the more intense people who maybe have just read the book or read the book a thousand times, right. like, I can't believe that right. they didn't add the other three challenges. And you know what? This is so funny because I, it's so like, there's that type of person, right? There's the type of person who, like, no ma- I almost feel like the people that get that bent out of shape about it. Now, now, full disclosure, I did not like Peter Jackson's versions of The Hobbits. Okay, Lord of the Rings were phenomenal. But The mm-hmm. Hobbit, I felt like really, really upset me because he he took liberties and added – he added things. He didn't mm-hmm. make – he didn't make – uh, a an executive decision based on discretion and based on how he can find ways to make the fans feel fulfilled, but not make the movie seven hours. Right? Like, yeah. that's what you're that's what you're describing. Maybe Ready Player One did. They have to make some executive decisions. You have to show discretion with certain details. It's a fact. Whenever you turn a book into a screenplay, and your goal is to leave the fans feeling fulfilled as far as the world and the feelings and the stories and the takeaways, and know that know that you can't hit every detail. Whereas like when Peter Jackson did The Hobbit, it was like somebody, you know, it, it was just, it was insane, right? They were adding things and manipulating the storyline in ways that to me were actually changing what you took away from the, the book or movie, right? It was a different outcome almost. And, and, and so, 
So I, I don't feel like I am that person. But to me, when you describe these people, I wonder, like, I, I obviously have been that person at times where I almost set myself up to be disappointed by how seriously I was taking it instead of remembering, like, if you're there and you're going to enjoy the process and, and, and have a good time with it, and ultimately, if, if they didn't, like, really butcher it, you know, then, then why shouldn't you leave feeling happy? Like, why put yourself in a position where you just know you're going to be disappointed by how obsessed you are with details? Yeah. You know? And, and that was one thing I didn't want to go do. I didn't want to go back and, like, there's a bunch of blogs that describe the differences between the book and the movie. I was, like, not going to read it. One thing that was cool, though is that there's all these 80 pop culture references and all this stuff in the book because it's kind of Ernest Cline's childhood in a book, essentially. And what they did is, since a lot of years have passed, and this is supposed to take place in 2045, but what they ended up doing is in the Oasis, which is the digital world, they just added like every single pop culture reference up into the day. So there was Master Chief, there was Iron Giant, there was Overwatch characters, there was... Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street characters, there was, spoiler alert, a Gundam, and it was amazing. Um, right. It's really not that much of a spoiler, but there was li almost everything that you could imagine. But one thing they didn't do was come up with fictitious characters because they're like, we don't know what's going to be coming out. So it, it, they're kind of dating it a little bit for this place, but at the same time, the book date itself to the 80s. So I thought that was kind of cool. And they got, I think, everyone except for Disney on board. It's like every everyone is in it. It was, it was bananas. Wow. It was really cool. So you, like, cool. I want to rewatch it just so I can look. And it was really well done, really pretty. Uh, I don't, you know, it's not like the best movie ever made, but it was still a fun flick. Ate some chocolate popcorn, you know, and it was, it was a blasty blast. And I had fun. I probably might go see it again. Yeah, it was, it was really good. Yeah. Well, so there you go. Well, I'm, Ready honestly, one. I'm honestly a little surprised. I feel like if you had asked me, if, a, if someone had asked me secretly to bet on what type of person Mott's was going to be in that category, I was almost leaning toward, you know, that the latter personality we described that you were going to set yourself up to be upset mm. and then wonder why you were so upset. But you didn't do that. So I don't know. I don't know that you were expecting this, but I'm proud of you. Oh. Hug. 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 Mm, digital <laughs> hug. Mm. Uh, Feels isn't good. it always funny when someone gives you an I'm proud of you and you didn't see it coming? You're like, are you done degrading me yet? Or what's going on here? Well, I got a good one for you. Ready? So. <laughs> okay. Heather and I, we were we were heading downtown Seattle for this event. There was this Microsoft event last week. They're unveiling this new space, this community space, and we were we were right on time. And we we took a a, a bus downtown, and we get off the bus, perfect timing. And you know when you get to this the crosswalk, and okay. the light is starting to turn, you're like, I should really run across the street, like not dash, but I should lightly right. jog. I jog. can't just start and, and like walk at a leisurely pace if I'm going to start. That's the setup. Next setup, step two, when you're walking across the street and someone is also walking across the street in the opposite direction and they're in line with you, they're not parallel. They are in your, your, your okay. right in each other's path. But now you're both in the situation where you both notice that it's starting to count down. So you both should start, start to hustling. speed up, start hustling. Right. But both of you do that shuffle where you both go to the right and then both go okay. to the left and you're this right is, in the middle of the intersection. This is like a nightmare I once had that led to some anxiety later. But yeah, go, so, I mean, I, I'm with you. So here this guy comes. Here I come. 
Heather, Heather's running parallel for, across from us. So she's good. She's got a clear path because she obviously knows what she's doing and she's not an idiot like me. And she's like, well, there's, there's this huge street, maybe not walk where people are walking. Uh, and so I start, I start going, this guy starts going, I go to the right. He goes to his left, right? We go back and forth. We're parallel, right. parallel. And, so, and then somebody has to break at some point. Nobody breaks. And we, I oh just, my God. I, I go in and I, and I grasp him and I go hugs. <laughs> <laughs> And you just hugged a stranger like this was your this was your crossy road soulmate. It happened. This, this it was, happened. This is this guy was your crossy road soulmate. You found this person. He, he was smiling as he was coming at me because at first you have that look like, oh, no. And then you're just like and I come in and I go hugs. And then he, he right. giggled. He giggled. And then we continued on. <laughs> so no other funny. words. No other words. Uh, just giggled. And we no can... no words needed to be said. Just the motions. Just just the just the, uh, just the just the eyes. Oh, you that know? was great. That was great. Yeah. It was a great feeling. I was like, just me, just you know, hugging random strangers downtown Seattle. But also, that's a great story. It was in rush hour, so everybody saw it. Like everybody, everyone saw right. it. Right. And everyone it was, was like, fantastic. look at those two guys who just ran into each other. They tried to avoid it. If someone watched the whole thing, and then you end up hugging and. Now they're like wondering if you do they know each other? Like, you know, what was that? No, the one guy just looks like he kind of, you know, recognized the moment and took the lead. Yeah, but the other guy, do you see the other guy, how he kind of like touched him as he pulled away? Like, you know, these are the things they're discussing as they drive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, and, that, and that's what I hope. I hope that late into the night, partners. You made an and, impact you know. on, on some on people's lives. So when the next time you're in that, when you're in that situation, just know it's okay to open up the arms and go in for the hug. It's not awkward at all because it's already an awkward situation. Yeah, it's, it's already an awkward. The worst awkward situation that is self-created is, is, are those moments where the opposite is happening. You're with people you love, you give your hugs, you say your goodbyes, and then both start going the same direction. Right? <laughs> oh, that is the best. Uh, those are the best. And the thing that's funny, one thing that's funny about Eric and uh, he, Eric, I love, I love my CEO and he doesn't listen to the podcast, so I, I get to talk openly about him. Uh, but he, uh, why doesn't he listen to the podcast? He yeah, should. Um, come on. But he, uh, Eric is just a, like, just loves people and, and is super, he's, but he, he's super always, he's always very socially aware of what's going on around him. Like whatever the circle, almost to the point where you can see him kind of observing people in the circle. Right. And he doesn't like those kind of awkward social moments. So what he in, inevitably ends up doing is constantly creating more awkward social moments. Mm. We're like, whenever we all get out of the, the shuttle from the hotel and we're flying home, he's like, all right, I'm going to hug everybody now, just in case I don't get to see them. So let's line up. He makes everybody do it. And we all go along with it. And then he ends up going the same direction as all of us every time. And it's just like, dude, like, you know, just let the moment happen, Eric. You don't have to, like, force the moment to be natural awkward. I guess I, I maybe I should have given Eric a fictitious name, not Mitch. What, would I, what, what, what fictitious name would I give Eric for the future of, like, if I had to think of an, you know what? I'd call him Brad. 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 So from now on, if I refer to Brad... People, only people who've listened to the first 50 episodes of Blunders will know Eric by his true name. From now on, Eric is Brad. I dub thee forthwith. Well, I should give Mitch so. a, a fictitious name too, because that was actually his real name. So let's call him, <laughs> let's call him 
Um, <laughs> Sam. We'll call him Sam. <laughs> Was that really his real name? It may it may well be it may well and you, no one will ever know <laughs> if that is no. by the way you just won you won the podcast just leave now if that really is that was that was well played sir that's what uh, I do that's what I bring to the table that's what I bring to the table yeah. in the microphone <laughs> I love that call let's let's give this guy a fake name call him Mitch in fact let's give this guy a fake real last name Mitch Johnson let's <laughs> give his address too you know all right so here's <laughs> Before you know it you're... here's a true life true to life podcast story so. About 15 minutes ago, we're talking about our good friend, Sam, and uh, H-Ville comes in, grabs her computer, right? She was stealth mode. You didn't even know she was here. She walks by, and I go- Wow, she's good. I can tell she operates with a man who records podcasts on a regular basis. Pro moves, pro moves. So as I walk by, and I go, our one friend, Sam, and she just looks at me, and she gives me that Luigi stare. Whoa. Like, (laughs) I know what you're doing right now. I know what's happening. (laughs) It was great. So she knew. She that was in so on funny. it. That is so funny. That is so funny. Well, anyway, so Brad Brad is uh, one of my favorite people, but he's just an awkward kind of guy. But out, out of his love for people, he makes situations sometimes a little more awkward. So That's, that's what that one it, it makes, makes him unique. It, at first, I think it was hard for me because, you know, in like uh, dealing with him within the company environment, like obviously he's he was my superior and all that stuff. So it was hard. Um, getting to know him, but after a while, it, it made me just love him more. And find now I find Brad more endearing as I watch him sort of make situations more awkward than they need to be. I like that. I love it. I love it. Oh well, you know, you should just give him a big hug. Are Are you getting ready right now? Is, is this this is the weekend? You know, I'm not going to San Francisco, but is this is the weekend? Right? Is it this weekend? <sighs> I Next know. Weekend. I know. I'm heartbroken. I won't see you in the I VIP know. lounge. Um, Ooh. The. Uh, this is it. I'm flying out. I'm getting, I'm waking up at the crack of noon. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm not waking up at the crack of noon. I'm waking up at the crack of 4 a.m. tomorrow. Are you really? Gonna, it's happening? I'm going to drive myself to the airport of where I live, which is a little bit away from the airport, and then I shall henceforth park in the economy parking lot. Okay. And... Uh, and uh, get on that plane. I like to play a game when I'm flying southwest of how quickly, like, can I create a situation where I walk through the airport and walk directly on to the jetway? Well, that's the ideal right? situation, too. That's the ideal. That's the ideal situation. Mm-hmm. And I, I, have, I have done this several times, like, where I literally, everybody else would be panicked in security. My flight is boarding. Right. It's like it's like 15 minutes of thing. And there and like I watch people do this around me and I just I feel like the airport challenges me to rise to my like best Zen self. And I really try to find I, I really try to push myself like not to get too frustrated. OK, then my laptop gets stolen. So maybe I should maybe I should think about my general attitude and maybe be a little more stressed out. huh? Hmm. As I talk, as I self-reflect about this, I realize maybe my Zen mode is not as enlightened as I think it is. <laughs> but um but I do try to do that. And I do, I have literally walked through security like three minutes, heard my name be called last call for Daniel wrench and just freaking walked up, handed her like held my phone under and walked on the plane. That's a great day. And you know what the best part about that story is the last call. By the time I get down to the plane, there were still people in line walking through the plane. Yeah. Like, why can't we figure out air travel? How about we board planes from the rear of the plane forward? You would think. Is this the most, like, mind-blowing thing that could ever happen? Like, 
why do we do this? There's a, I've, you know? I've watched so many YouTube videos of the optimal way of loading and it's actually starting at the back, but not completely filling in the back. You actually have to kind of offset it. The ideal situation situation is someone goes like, like back, back, and then they move up rows. So you're constantly putting things in the overhead and then you redo it. So it's kind of like back to front, back to front, back to front, and then you fill it in ideally. That's the ideal situation. And on Southwest, it's impossible because you're picking out your own seat and you know, everyone doesn't want that middle seat. Let's be honest. That's why I go right, right for the middle. I'm like, let's do this. Yeah, that's right. You play the reverse psychology. If you, there is nothing more powerful than walking by a row and seeing a man or woman sitting in a middle seat with an empty aisle and window next to yes, him or her. They selected so that if you seat. Want, if you want a pro tip to like really mess with your fellow travelers, everyone, sit in the middle seat when you have a million other options. In their mind, they're like, are they saving? They couldn't be saving they're a like, seat. There's nothing else they there. Think, they think air marshal. No, can't be an air marshal. He's clearly saving the seats. I'm not going to sit there before you know it. The whole plane is filled, and if they literally were two people short, you just bought yourself a whole row. Boom. Boom. Done. They're pro tip. We are just chock full of pro pro tips. <laughs> we this. are just we are we are really flashing. This 50th episode didn't come for no reason, okay? We are here to deliver some although would that really work? What if somebody sees the window and just calls your bluff and says, Is that seat taken in the window? And then what you do is you say yes and you get up and sit in the window seat. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's that's mean that's that's cruel that's cruel i love it that i'm just i'm trying to find and that now now here's their choices they've already psychologically committed to your row yeah this whole thing this whole hypothetical thing i'm playing out just shows you how mentally ill i am <laughs> now they've psychologically committed you haven't you haven't done anything wrong you said yes the seat was taken because you're taking it yeah what yeah. does that person do? Well, the thing is, in that situation, you're correct. They are, once somebody asks you, is that seat taken? They have, they are, they're in. They, there's no way that they're not going right. to sit there because that just, that just opens up a can of worms. Right. You know what I mean? Are, are do yep. you, are, are you smelly or something? Like, are they, were they joking right. with you? Like, is something, and then they're kind of messing with you, actually. That's the optimal right. optimal thing, right? And they say, oh, no, it's not. It, it is taken. You move over, and you go, and then they go, have a great day. And they just walk, and they, <laughs> they keep, walking. keep walking. Or, or you, so you, you say, yes, it's taken. You get up, move over, and then start rubbing the middle seat and kind of lifting up your eyebrow, Ooh, eyebrows. Here's the best thing. Oh, no, no, no. You know? Here it is, here it is, here it is. You get over into the window seat, and then they sit in the middle seat. And they leave the aisle open. Dude. Whoa. Like this is, Dude. this is. And now they've trapped you in your own <sighs> game. You're like, first of all, you're like, what kind of a freak would sit next? This person, what are they planning on doing to me mid-flight? Right? Because what kind of a person would willingly take the middle when I just pulled those shenanigans off? And then they turn to you and they go, Shia LaBeouf. Shia <laughs> would it be, would, Sh- would that be better or would it just be checkmate? <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what you were gonna say. I when you would I was trying to get that moment where we like totally are simpatico. So I was like, what would Mots be about to whisper? And I just went with Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. And know, then Shia LaBeouf. My gut. Then what happens is behind you is Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> that could be the next thing we do. I don't know if you saw the tweet I sent. I was playing Mario Kart with the kids. Actually, last week we recorded the podcast. And they just were destroying my face and also humiliating me about it. 
like just like oh dad you've been taking that route on this level like that is this how long have you been doing that that like i don't i don't know is there a better is there a better route and then they look at each other and just laugh you know they're just being like mean kids to Aww. me and i'm like whatever right you know you guys are better than me and uh so then I tweeted and then but so when I tucked them in that night, as I turned off the lights at the doorway, I just whispered, Shia LaBeouf. No, and you I, did not. And I did. And I walked downstairs. And they all they they think everything I do is hilarious. One, Nash knows who Shia LaBeouf is, and I think he's heard me talk to Shauna about this like video. So it didn't like creep them out, but I did think it was pretty funny in the sense that I tweeted. And said, hey, if you want to get back at your mean kids, just tuck them in and whisper closely, Shia LaBeouf. And then just walk away and uh, see what happens. I think whenever you do that and you just say something like really, really deep and really quiet and then just walk away, it just it just sends chills through any anyone's spine. You know what I mean? <laughs> you'd be like, like, what did he mean? I like, love ice cream. And then you just walk away. Like, what? What, what just happened? It's like, makes no sense. And just, I yep. just, I just got chills. I literally just got chills. You gave yourself chills, which is hard Ugh. to do. Although I do that on a regular basis. I kind of like I laugh. Sometimes I'm walking upstairs and I just laugh. And Sean is like, "What are you laughing about?" And I'm always, I'm just laughing like about our podcast, or I'm thinking about Shia LaBeouf videos, and I, I have a really crazy like visual sense or whatever. I, I like the way I remember stuff. Like if I think about it, I can just make myself laugh. So, um, you know, but that's uh, that's just this guy. I don't know what else to that's say. That's just that's just the way it is. Everything is gonna change, or things will never be the same. Same diff. Things will never be the same. What did I say? Everything will never change. I forget what I said. Um, you didn't get it right. That I didn't get it right. That's what happened. No. But are you singing the Tupac version or the? Um, I'm always uh, singing the Tupac version. Always singing Tupac. I kind of knew that about you that you were always a pucker. Are you? Oh well. Well, are you Tupac? Or are you Biggie? I've always. I'm gonna let you guess. I mean, I, I think you're. I think you're a Biggie Smalls. Ah, you yeah. nailed it. Yeah, big, big, yeah. Biggie. You're fan, a Biggie Smalls. Sure. Yeah. It's just, I just, you know, growing up, you know, on in the, in yeah. the Midwest. The, uh, uh, I was going to say the, the real, the real place where rap was born, Cleveland, the Ohio. Su suburbs of, the suburbs, the, the West suburbs, 45 minutes outside of Cleveland. That is where, that is where right. real hip hop, you know, well. That's, that's where that, hip hop was born. Well, Bone Thugs came from Cleveland. You're welcome. Uh, okay. So there's that. But that was when they were at that time they weren't in harmony. So you know. No, no, definitely not in harmony yet. I mean they were trying to get <laughs> they were there. Getting there. They were getting there. Uh a little Bow Wow. I think I'm pretty sure little Lil Lil, not little. Back when he was little, Bow Wow was from Cleveland. <laughs> Lil. I'm, I, what is with, wanna... who started the Lil, by the way? Was that Lil Bow Wow? Yeah, Lil Um Lil Wayne. Was there Lil Wayne? There was well no, no. I think Lil Bow Wow was before Lil Wayne. No, it was not incorrect. Uh, He's from Columbus, so I was close. From Ohio. What about Lil? Counts. What about Lil Kim? Lil Kim? Yeah, probably first. I'm gonna Google right now. First, which, Lil rapper. Which Lil came? Lil Pump. But brief, brief history of history Lil rappers. Of the Lil rappers. <laughs> ah, Lil DJ Booth. Did that? Who was it? Lil. Okay, a brief history of the Lil rappers in hip hop. We'll link this here. <laughs> in the show notes. 
How far down the rabbit hole has this show gone? I mean, from where we first started, as far as rap names goes, there are good ones, bad ones, and then there are the Lils. <laughs> this is already going to be a great read. I don't know who this guy is, but he gets me. Uh, okay, but so Lil Troy. Lil Troy. Lil Troy was apparently... And there was Lil C's. Okay, Lil, we're, we're going to... Lil Mac. Okay, obviously there's Lil, Lil, Lil Zane, Lil John. Lil Zane. And the Eastside Boys. Don't forget about the Eastside Boys. They're there too. Oh, here we go. Yeah, right here. A brief history. Yeah, Lil Troy, 1988. Yeah. Lil Bruce, Lil Lewis, Lil Mac, You can also go to the wiki of all the Lils that have ever existed. No. One thing that... The, the one thing that makes me happy about this podcast and this conversation is it, and, and then it leads to this sort of Googling of, you know, the, the birth of Lil's and rap mains, is it tells me that we're not the only crazy people on the planet. And that makes me feel loved. Clearly, there are some people that at some point have thought like us and decided that there needed to be a wiki page helping people to this answer. And that makes me happy. That's just a... Uh... It does give me a warm, fuzzy feeling inside. Right. I don't know any better way to end the podcast, to be Been honest right with there. you. <laughs> there are right people there. out there that are like us. And uh, and those of you listening, you're like us too. And they're like, no, we're not, Danny. And I'm like, yeah, you are. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, all right, man. That's good right. timing. I think I got to pick up my kid from baseball practice or something. My wife was telling me that before we started, but I wasn't really paying attention. So I'm going to figure that out. We'll have an amazing flight. Have a great time at the Pro Chess League finales. Uh, may the force be with you. And I'll be streaming. Can I stream it online? I can stream it online. Yeah, dude. Stream it. I stream it online. Twitch.com slash chess. Twitch.tv. Chess.com slash TV. Is that where it's at? It's somewhere. Chess.com slash TV or Twitch TV slash chess. Okay. It'll be there. It'll be. It'll it's be... in there. I'm nervous, but wish me luck. You know, I mean, I've never done this before. You're gonna My crush first it. time in-person eSports chess event, but I'm excited. As you should be. You're going to be amazing. I'm going to give you virtual hugs and virtual snugs All right. from 2,000 miles away. All right, buddy. Good luck. May the force be with you, and I'll talk to you next week. Love you. Hey friends, you just listened to an amazing podcast, and what if I told you there's more amazing podcasts? That's right, at soundbite.fm, we have amazing podcasts, and a few new ones, including an amazing brand new vegan podcast called The V-Spot. Danny and Kat are absolutely hilarious. You're going to love them. They've already changed my life and my eating habits. Go to thevspot.fm. And a brand new podcast that just came out. It's called Trinspo, Travel Inspiration. It's a weekly travel podcast with a mission to inspire travel via storytelling. You can go to trinspo.com or find the links in the show notes below. Thanks for listening.